Hello and welcome back to Stanima, a Survivor Panama rewatch podcast brought to you by the Bitter Jurors Network for Survivor, for the for Survivor off season, for the Survivor off season. As always, I'm your host, Christine Fallon, and we're back this week to discuss a bamboozled, the loved ones episode of Survivor Panama. And I did not realize this until a, like a minute ago when we were talking before the podcast. My guests this week were my loved ones' guests last season. They're they are my my podcast loved ones, um, and, and so I'm just gonna get into it. I'll read their bios, and then we have a very fun episode to talk about the aftermath of the three two one vote. I am joined today again by Amanda and Bill. Amanda is a brain injury researcher and day one-ish Survivor fan. I appreciate the honesty. Um, she regrettably played the LRG Survivor Philadelphia, where the true prize was the friends she made along the way. You may have heard her occasionally talking about Survivor and other nonsense on the RHAP network. And she also podcasts about scripted television for post-show recaps and is currently covering the entertainment strikes on the weekly series, Strike Up the Conversation. Then we have Bill. Bill is a graduate student studying organic chemistry, actively seeking employment in pharma or AG, uh, who got into Survivor, never, never stopped the hustle, never stopped the grind, who got into Survivor because he grew up next door to Rudy Bosch's nephew. He took a large break from Survivor to embarrassingly become a Big Brother fan, but was drawn back in once he moved back to the U.S. after attending McGill, which is where I just graduated from. Um, Bill met Bill from McGill. Bill met Dr. Amanda when she iconically voted him out in Survivor Philadelphia. He only holds it against her and his other friends when he is bored and wants to be dramatic. Bill used to play orgs on Discord, but these days is retired and is simply a rabid consumer of all content related to reality TV competitions. You can find him tweeting about chemistry in the occasional attempt at making uh, chemistry survivor BB crossover memes. They always flop. Welcome back, Amanda and Bill. Thank you so much for having us, Christine. I'm really excited to be here and reinforcing our brand as the loved, official loved ones correspondents for the Stanuatu and Stanima series. I like to think that Bill and I are the iconic loved ones pair, people who played an LRG together. Is there <laughs> any relationship? So I think like to get, to, we'll jump ahead. I know we'll talk about it, but I think it goes parent, then spouse, then LRG tribe mate is the, uh, the official loved ones hierarchy with the LRG tribe mate being at the top. Would you agree with that, Bill? Oh, I mean, we we did, we as you saw in the episode, who's to say whether a parent or a spouse is a more important rock? I think LRG friend is probably up there as in mm. terms of ranking. It's We may never know, though. <laughs> we have to get Terry Dietz to weigh in. We really do. Like like many things, we really need Terry Dietz's take uh, in order to f- form an opinion. Now I have to call out Bill because last last year we had quite the time with your internet, but Bill is in a he's assured me he's in a safe location. Um, he through that experience, I learned so much about how this Zencaster works and how the audio wow. backup works. So genuinely, like I now never get stressed out anymore because I'm like, if we can recover Bill's audio, like anything's gonna be okay. <laughs> Knock on wood. I love that for you, but I also love a challenge. So <laughs> there's still time for me to figure out how to make it worse. Well, Christine, my theory is that Courtney has been the podcast gremlin, and the reason that you've had podcasting miss 
mishaps like with, you know, connectivity issues or whatever is because of Courtney. And now that she's been voted out, I think that we're going to have a really clean bill of health, smooth sailing from here on out. Yeah, I think it's really telling that last week uh, we had some of the most issues in Mm -hmm. a row on the podcast, and that was the episode she went. I even dropped my engagement ring on the floor. Like, she was even in my house. (laughs) Like... She's in like her a little power. Her power. She like I believe she she probably manifests. I believe she manifested that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I hope this is now a safe space uh, now that she's gone. I mean, in the last like vestige of truly like demonic energy and shame is leaving this episode. So you know, there's still room wow. for him to cause problems here, but I I don't think he has quite the power that Courtney has. No, he wishes. So um, last time you guys broke on here, we talked about like, you know, how you got into Survivor in general, writ large. Uh, But how does Panama fit into both of your respective Survivor canons? Last year, we had the pleasure of having differing opinions on Vanuatu, which we will not relitigate here. The folks at home can listen to the podcast and hear it. Uh, But where does Panama sit for you guys? I am a true Panama stan. Like, this is my, like, how everybody has their underrated Survivor season that they defend as a top five season, like, for above all else. For me, this is Panama. I love, love, love this season. I really feel like this is a cast for the ages. I think that Sari and Shane are two of the all-time most memorable reality TV characters in all of Survivor history. I also love the attention that this podcast is getting, Christine, for some of the lesser appreciated, but nonetheless still sterling gems on this cast. The great captain of sports herself, Danielle. Uh, Aris, who was finally getting the recognition that he deserves as like an underrated, complete nutcase. And there's going to be so many fun Aris moments to call out in this episode. Um, But truly, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts when it comes to Kasaya and the Kasaya and Terry and, uh, you know, Echoes of Lamina symbiosis like somehow we had all of these incredible characters and you put them together and they're somehow even more iconic bringing out the best and the worst in each other like this to me is one of these epic seasons that has like a complete story arc from the beginning to the end where I'm like compelled the whole way I love it I love Panama I've rewatched it recently I have had the pleasure of rewatching it with the podcast and to me it always delivers it's okay no yeah no it's uh I I really like it I've enjoyed watching it this summer I mean Vanuatu is is a top five season for me Panama's probably like a top 10 or 15 in terms of new player seasons uh obviously it's the the birth of Suri uh who is still on our televisions to this day in the year 2023. Um, you know, I, I, Terry Dietz for me, I mean, it's so funny watching it as an adult because as an adult, he on paper is the underdog, but is also just a lot. But, you know, if I was a child, I, Terry Dietz would be like the Mike Turner, the Tom Westman. He on paper is Captain America, but the way he acts towards his tribe mates is just so 
it's almost comedic and you have shane fighting the demons of nicotine withdrawal like danielle and courtney like i think the whole cast is so wacky and we do not get casts like this anymore uh and so because they're hot and now survivor cats aren't hot anymore (laughs) listen you cannot watch survivor panama and tell me these people aren't hot um but yeah i mean they're all hot uh make survivor hot again make survivor hot again make Make survivor hot again that's something we can all agree on truly to be clear, listeners, this is sarcasm. <laughs> this is also, we're, we're recording the evening of the cast reveal. And so yeah. is Survivor 45 cast hot is a, a, a hot item of discourse. I engage with the Twitter discourse. I want to get in there. I like want to be the voice of the people. I am reading the comments. And the people have issues with uh, the attractiveness of Survivor cast. That's what I've heard. That's what and I've you, heard. And you want to get in an argument with the Barstool sports guy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, that was my crowning achievement when all of the bar- Barstool trolls came for me because um, – because I took issue with, uh, you know, Barstool Duel douchebag saying that Mr. Barstool, <laughs> Mr. Barstool, his highness said that somehow the cast are less diverse than ever because they're nerds and they're nice, which is the real kind of diversity. I mean, there's no nerds we- on Panama and this is a good season. So like, wow. You know, maybe I we're re- wrong. I really, uh, Dan I Barry, really was the Dan Barry there. did not go to outer space. And you cannot see the Earth from space. Not be called a nerd. Hey, that's fair. That's Dan Barry erasure. <laughs> oh my goodness! I how dare I forget about Dan Barry and BattleBots? That he's the true Survivor nerd. Um, mm-hmm. He, if they did uh, Survivor, like uh, Survivor archetype captain season, he would be the captain of the nerds for sure. The captain, yeah, we had captain and Danielle. Ford Danielle would be captain, captain of nerds. <laughs> Versus Captain of America. That's what Panama was. It was a captain season. Yes. <laughs> oh, goodness. So let's get into this episode because I feel like there's so much to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we will have to talk quite a bit about t- Terry's love life. Um, uh, wow, I, this is something. So so to set the scene for this episode. Also, it's really good to be podcasting with you guys when I am not like succumbing to COVID. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, I was on yes, day one I of COVID. Oh, Christine. So it's really great to like, I'm like, oh, I'm talking to a man on Bill and I don't feel fucking delirious. Oh, so it wasn't <laughs> us. It was, it turned out it was the virus. I thought it was us. <laughs> no, so no COVID this time. Let's get into it. So yes, we're talking about bamboozled following up the iconic three, two, one vote that took out Courtney, our fire dancing queen. And if you are getting into this episode for the first time, you're like, probably like, wow, Shane is going going to go on the fucking war path. He got left out of the vote, and it lasts about five seconds because Shane is like the most gullible man on earth. Somehow, I don't know if it's like this. I, I wrote down, I was like, amazing work from Sari, but I don't know mm. if it's amazing work from Sari or just Shane is will just listen. He just is so quick to be like, I believe that. That's that tracks. Great. We're we're in the majority now. This is perfect. 
The cover story is you were up in the thing. That's what <laughs> he's like. Why didn't you let me in on the boat? You were up in the thing, and he's like, "Oh, that checks oh. out." <laughs> they, don't, they don't even have like a colloquial term. They're not even like, "Oh, you were in the jungle." It's just like, "Oh, you were in the thing." It's like, <laughs> it's the most vague thing ever. And he's, it, but honestly, based on Shane's delusions throughout the episode, I really do think he just believed them. He says multiple times in this episode that he thinks he'll be anybody at the end of the game. So I, Shane's just living in his own little world. Yeah, I think also with Shane, he's so like obsessed with like the, the his word and the mm-hmm. bond he has made by like swearing on his son. And so like even after he's been blindsided, I think he's still just more willing to believe it was a miscommunication than betrayal because. He, this is their bond like he swore on his son like this is legit um and so like yeah it's not so much Suri did a good job here this is like not some great work from Suri on the explanation but it's just it works on Shane like if he he like she doesn't have to convince him that much he's just like yeah you guys you guys left me out and now we're in the majority <laughs> yeah I mean it's you know like it's he really underestimates that Suri and Aris could have, like, something else going on. Like, he feels like he's a leader. He thinks he's calling the shots. He's playing such a loyalty game that he imagines everybody ha- is doing that, too. Like, they've gotten Kasaya this far, and he totally doesn't see this coming. And, like, he allows himself to just, like, you know – okay, well, Courtney's gone. That's great. And like Danielle's going to go next. And this couldn't have happened to a loopier broad. (laughs) Danielle, the person who was included in a vote that I wasn't included in is certainly going to go next. Like Mm -hmm. he he doesn't even like seem to care that, huh, it's weird that they found the time in that scramble to tell Danielle and not me. But I guess he was up in the thing. He was up in the thing, Christine. Come on, (laughs) don't question it. Oh my god, yeah, he's so convincing. I was gonna go out next, and then it's like then it cuts to uh, the next day, Terry being like, Well, another L. It's gonna work out next time, though. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love how Terry is like feeling like, Oh, well, Danielle missed her chance to vote with me in the minority, and so <laughs> now she's not my problem anymore. Her loss, it's like he totally doesn't get how this works like he doesn't understand that he needs somebody to vote with him and it's not even like it's like that like old school of survivor like this is season 12 like there has been survivor has been on for years at this point and they he's still just kind of in this really like hardcore like mindset that existed in the first like handful of seasons yeah. It's so it's so wild to me. Yeah, I mean, even like the p- remaining pagong like caught on by yeah. the end of season one, and like Terry <laughs> still doesn't realize that he needs to have people voting with him in order to get to the end. And like, we'll get to this later. It's like I think it's really telling that like later he talks about his like pitch to win, making fire, going fishing. Like, okay. <laughs> Like, not, like, an underdog narrative. Like, like that's a winning narrative. And it's just, like, he's, like, thinking he can, like, Rupert it to the end. Like, and that's... And he's, like, and he's so cocky about it throughout. It's, like, he's so wrong and so cocky at the same time. It's, like, brilliant stuff. 
Yeah, so he's very, he's very, you know, like, well, I'll get him next time. This is really, it's all coming up Terry Dietz, because now for some reason I'll be able to get out Danielle after she was in the majority of a vote. Um, and uh, we get to jump pretty quickly into the challenge, because of course the bulk of this episode mm -hmm. is the fact that it's the loved ones challenge. I thought it was interesting. I feel like they usually let them see the loved ones before the challenge at least a little bit. Like in Vanuatu, they at least let them see the talk on the computer with them. But this one, they like they were like, it's going to be a loved ones challenge, but oh yeah, gotta do it first. Yeah. I can't yeah, off the top of my head think of that. Yeah, they definitely like usually kind of like let them see the loved ones and then that gives them like the motivation to do their best, but they don't do it this way. I wonder why. Like I do feel like this was kind of historic because Boston was the first time they had like a child actually come out on the loved ones visit. And I wonder if they wanted to like save that as some kind yeah. of reveal. Um, because I remember when I watched this, being like shocked that they had like a kid actually come out because like, I think is Boston 12 here? He is, yeah. He's 12. Okay, He's 12. wow. Um, yeah, so he was the youngest and it's held that record until Winners at War. Right. Mm -hmm. When they were just like everybody <laughs> when they brought out an entire nursery. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so they, like, they, they play without seeing their loved ones. Um, that's interesting. I am, like, so enamored with the fact that Terry and Aris's shirts match. Like, I can't get over it. Like, the, that they both have, like, the baseball tees, and I think Aris has the black sleeves, and Terry has the gray sleeves. Nobody oh. else cares about that. I, like, I'm obsessed No, I, I think, so we recorded, I had to record next week's ahead of time, because one oh. of my guests next week was is going on uh, tours in a band and i do believe we talk about that in next week's episode so you are not the only one who oh, acknowledges this um, my, my number one terry shirt is the <laughs> the yellow and black striped one because yeah. has anybody commented christine that that is the shirt that every gay man in 2023 owns <laughs> God, there's been so like oh. I've been there's been so much Terry talk on this podcast. I can't remember if that was said. Like that that could have been said, but like I don't remember because there's been so many so many thoughts. There is a classic meme about that shirt. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, <laughs> okay, good. I was like, the listeners know. They'll know. The ones who know, they know. I saw that meme today. I'm looking for Terry's. I'm looking. I'm image searching Terry Deeds right now to find this shirt. <laughs> oh, I see it. Yes, yes, yes. This is his opening sequence shirt, like where it says his name, like in the opening sequence. Um, amazing. Yeah, where I don't. I wonder where he got his like Aris twin shirt. Maybe he's borrowing it from Aris. Maybe he had a backup. That's cute. I love it. I love that they match. It's so cute. <laughs> I I just want to comment on how weird it is, Jeff, using the language is like the winner of this challenge gets to allocate love. It's just such a Jeffism. <laughs> when I this is an audio medium, but when Jeff starts explaining the rules, his hands are together like this. It's very like Silicon Valley tech bro at mm. like a product launch. Like it's he's 
he's still like in the era of like he kind of understands human emotions but like he's starting to be like robot jeff who doesn't understand yeah. love and human emotions during yeah. a loved one's visit jeff has never talked about relationships in a remotely normal way like he says the winner is responsible for allocating who gets love and how much love they get and it's like and at this point, we do not know that Terry is going to get, you know, lots of love in many senses of the word. But it's like how much allocating who gets love and how much love they get. Like you're, you know, passing out Halloween candy here. I like it as a twist, though. I, I love a good, like, someone gets a lot of the reward, and right. then you have to basically rank everyone. And a especially cup of for, well water, like, all the way to, like, mm-hmm. the steak dinner. Yeah. yeah. Classic. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I don't know if we want to talk about this actual challenge. It's just, like, digging in sand. Yeah. Sort of I do want to say that this is, like, totally um, – Shane's flop era like he is out <laughs> first here he's like you know then the, like this is what it, like they have they have like this is like the callback to all the other challenges they have like the snake and they have the fish they hold the fish in their mouth which I thought was kind of gross but fish yeah is so gross there's mm-hmm. a lot of fish this season in challenges and they've they've grossed me out every oh, time I love Bob dog chopping that fish I could like watch that forever <laughs> I love that challenge. Oh yeah, I forgot. Cause I forgot they have to carry around the fish. They have to carry mouth. around this big so giant weird. fish. And so they have it in their mouths like cats. It's it's very strange. That's so weird. Okay. Um, sorry, I'm just really guys. I totally I didn't write it in my notes, and that like slipped my mind that that was a mm. thing. That was strange. But yeah, of course it comes down to Terry and Aris, the two star-crossed cross shirt mm. boys. Mm-hmm. And of course Terry wins um, because he's Terry. And we get to find out whose loved ones are there. And the first we see Terry's wife Trish of the joint Facebook account fame. Uh, Trish oh and Facebook. God. They have a joint. In case we haven't emphasized it enough, <laughs> they have a joint Facebook account apparently. Amazing! Oh my gosh! If Trish anybody would, Trish is like, "Honey, I'm managing the Facebook account. Okay, you cannot be trusted to do this." No, it tracks so much. It's like when you see her, it's like, "Oh!" And we'll talk about her in the reward. I'm kind of obsessed. Uh, <laughs> But it was so powerful. Be like, oh, we've been talking about her so much on uh, through her the vis-a-vis the Facebook account. And so it's so great to see her. Um, we get Aris's mom, Teresa, whose basement he lives in, I believe. Um, he lives in her basement, right? I'm not making that up. I, I think that that's right. So Aris, this is is a Panama before or after Aris plays basketball in Eastern Europe. He's 24, so it might be like right before. Four, because did uh, uh-huh. like um, unless he did that instead of going to college, but I don't. I no, don't he did go to. Co- I think he went to UC Irvine. I like know everything about Aris. Aris I, I know everything about him. Aris like used to be a very frequent guest on RHAP, and I was like completely obsessed with him because he's in all ways a ridiculous human um you know like he had that like hat do you guys remember when he had that hat business he was like selling these really poopy hats no i just remember one time at the montreal airport right when i like really got into survivor i was convinced that i saw him in vetus at the montreal airport 
and I'm like almost certain it wasn't them. It was just two. Were they really fighting tall- like two battering rams? I think it was just like tall, <laughs> tall European men, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god, it's Aris and Vetus." <laughs> No, yeah, I was gonna check in his Wikipedia page. He does not have a Wikipedia page. There was a big calling. There's a wow. big no. There was, I was I noticed this because someone like last year went through and marked a bunch of Survivor uh, Wikipedia pages as not being notable. I know this because How Amy, dare they? Amy Cusack was a victim. She had a wow. Wikipedia page and she no longer does. But Eliza Orland survived the culling. But guess uh, guess who has a fucking Wikipedia page? Fucking Terry Needs. Oh my. Yeah. God. So if you go to list of survivor tv contestants on wikipedia like Aris still has a blue link but it takes you mm, directly to the uh the panama so it yeah. really quick way wow. to find out who uh, what is what is joe biden doing about this that's what i want to know <laughs> this is unacceptable bring back amy cusack i don't care you can bring back Aris, but bring back amy cusack bring back Aris so we can find out when he played basketball yeah um, but See, I was Um, right. So yes, he went to UC Irvine where he graduated in 2003 and he was named one of UC Irvine's most eligible bachelors in the student. Hot again. He received received his master's in business administration. He is proudest of being the only only student to have played NCAA men's division one basketball on scholarship while in the MBA program. He played... Uh, he played basketball overseas in Lithuania, and then he moved to South Africa, where he opened a donation-based yoga studio. That had to be yeah. after the show, right? I think that was – yeah, that was after the show. Because yeah. at this point, he was living in his mom's basement, yeah. so I don't know how he would have <laughs> – uh, So yeah, ours is mom, Teresa – Danielle's mom, Denise. I love an alliterative mother-daughter pair, Danielle and Del- Denise. Oh, my god! Very good. So on brand for them. Yeah. She's Trish like, and Terry. She's like, Ma, don't cry. <laughs> like, the love. With her mom, she's like, she's so cute. I love her. It's like, <laughs> I guess she's your mom, Danielle. <laughs> um, and then uh, it, when, uh, seeing HB, like when HB walked out, I was like, it was like the character entrance of, of the season for me because he's just like, for people who don't know, Siri's played many seasons of Survivor. This will not be the last time we see HB. <laughs> and we, it's like, for this to be the first time he arrives. Uh, it's very sweet. And they're such, I, I think I speak, I'm not just speaking for myself. They're such a cute couple. Oh, like, my goodness. The cutest couple. Yeah, this I think is one of the most memorable family visits of all time for me. And like HB's appearance here and his and Ceri's relationship is like so sweet. They're like so genuine. He's so proud of her. It's like he's so real and just like it's completely adorable. I feel like HB kind of like steals the episode here. Um, but this is this is great. And it's great to have this like in Ceri's first season and like I feel like he becomes like her her and her family become so much of the Ceri lore here we are in the summer of 2023 uh, with Ceri playing big brother with her own son Um, so yeah this is this is amazing yeah and we we're learning so much about Ceri's family over the course of Survivor now big brother some things we don't want to learn I'm seeing through Twitter. I am not watching Big Brother, but I'm seeing uh, not not always great things, uh, but only great things from HB here, (laughs) thankfully. 
<laughs> and then Jeff, of course, leads the big best for last. I do think you're right, Amanda, that they were probably kind of building the suspense of like, will it be Shane's son? Because he's mm-hmm. talked about his son so much on the season. We saw him in the video. And Shane literally falls to his knees when he sees his son. We need to emphasize his son's name is Boston Powers. Boston powers when would shane have been naming this 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 is important okay if he was 12 in 2006 1994 austin powers release date 1997 so he was ahead of the he was the head of the game okay okay so i just got the whole boston powers sounds like austin powers i was just thought it was so weird that he named well not weird okay name your kids whatever you want but uh, boss, like he's not from Boston. That's like the whole <laughs> no. thing in the beginning of the season. Danielle is like, oh, I'm, I can't do Danielle's accent. She's like, I'm picking Shane because he's from Boston. And he has the Boston, Boston tattoo. The Boston tattoo. Um, yeah, this like, yeah, everything about this. And he's wearing his Boston or bus t-shirt, which is like very, very <laughs> cute. Um, but Boston powers is such a name it's such a name for um you know for such a such a family here and then shane like just so overcome with emotion like one of the reasons that shane is so compelling is because he is this really really out there character but you can tell like he feels things so Mm -hmm. deeply like he gets so wrapped up in the moment in a way that like you know Chappelle I think spoke very well to some of the toxic qualities of shane and we do not want to put that on a pedestal as like something that we should be subjecting other people to against their will, because sometimes (laughs) it's a little bit scary and seeing some of his takes online. Like I think we've probably heard and seen enough from Shane Powers in this season of Survivor. But like, I do find that there's something about like how deeply he feels for his son, how overcome he is in these moments that like, it's just, you can't look away from him when he's doing this. Like it's really, really compelling stuff. So yeah, Shane, Shane son Boston's here. It's really sweet. And then we get to Terry's allocation of love. Um, so the breakdown is two loved ones get to go on the overnight visit to the like villa. One loved one gets to go to camp. One person just gets a hug and the last person gets absolutely nothing and goes to exile. So Terry's first choice, which is like, yeah, like I, I feel like unless you want to be completely self-sacrificial, you choose yourself and your loved one. Yeah. Like no one's going to fault you for that. Like no one's going to be like, how dare you want to spend time with your wife? Except maybe Aris would because he's really combative <laughs> about it later. But <laughs> And Terry like has no friends and out. Like, like none of these yeah. people like like, you know, like they barely would like spit on him if he was dying of thirst. But like so I mean he really owes these people nothing at this point. And like you said, Christine, like nobody's gonna fault you for picking yourself. It's like the gimme. It's you know, that's a no brainer. And even if you don't pick yourself, if he said, I'll just take the wave, that also makes you a target because then everyone's like, well, like we've seen that in other seasons of Survivor where the winner gives it up for the sake of the tribe and then they go home Mm -hmm. because people are like, oh, well, like obviously they're a threat or a target now because of that. So it's a, it's very like no win situation. You want to be, you want to be the Shane position, the person who Mm -hmm. got chosen right so 
Yeah, it's not quite as bad as what Cindy was putting in Guatemala, the one car versus five cars, because you take the car, everyone's going to be like, fuck you, we all wanted a car. That's when we're like, everyone could have gotten something except her. Or you give everyone the car, and then they're like, wow, that bitch just gave yeah. five people cars, gotta get rid of her. So it's not quite as bad of a position to be in, uh, but it's still... It's, fun like- to be- it's sometimes just fun to be a hater, you know? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> So yeah, Terry chooses himself and his wife. And then I feel like this was also a no-brainer. You pick Shane and his son. Like mm-hmm. it's he's a kid. I also like wonder, would they have let Shane's son go to the camp overnight? Like like I'm wondering if they were thinking like what that would have looked like. I mean, they probably would have just made had like a producer near him, like yeah. around the clock to make sure he didn't hurt himself. Because if, like, a child gets... I don't know. Like, I just it feel like there's some liability there. Kidnation. Yeah, is this pre or post-kidnation? <laughs> okay, kidnation, we was in, kidnation was in 2007. So maybe they saw this episode and they were like, hold on. But what if? <laughs> what if the kid went? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, it's a no-brainer. Like, you want Shane and his son to be able to spend this time together. It's so it's such a cool experience for the son. Like, Shane was not getting picked for something good here. Like, yeah. Uh, he, this was a really easy choice and then the choices get harder terry picks hp for camp which leads to a fantastic sequence of scenes the the writer the writers really got that one yeah this was like the this it was the perfect it was the perfect outcome Mm -hmm. um it was the perfect outcome and then like yeah, HB goes back to camp, um, but the but, but the moms, the moms are not yeah, going cool. to be. They're not going to be highlighted here. They're not the stars of this show. Poor, it's like Denise and what is what's what's ours? I know all Teresa. of ours. And Teresa. Oh, Teresa's so funny. She's like, "You rock." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Terry, un- kind of uh, well, not unexpectedly, like because like. Terry and Ars aren't getting along, but he's really mad at Daniel right now. He's so that's mad why. At her. This is he's why. In the dog house. We'll, we'll talk about this later. Him being like, mo- like, acting like his decisions were all rational. It's like, no, you said Danielle to exile because you're fucking pissed. Like, if she had voted with you, you would have taken her, like, given her the camper board, probably, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Um, but like, you know, he, Aris gets the hug, Danielle gets exiled, Danielle's mom tells her that Pugsy misses her of the Pugsy, the dog with the sweater. Um, Omar did not think that was a very cute dog. Uh, He's just anti-dog in general, yes. though, I think. Yeah. <laughs> he is, but he did like Sally's dog. <laughs> Hashtag not all dogs. Not all dogs. Hashtag only Sally's dog. <laughs> um <laughs> So yeah, yeah. So Terry, yeah, Terry has made his choices, but it will not be the last we hear of them because he later feels the need to go relitigate oh them uh, step by step. Less so good. God. So, good. Uh, <laughs> so Danielle is at exile. She pretend, pretends Terry's head is a coconut, um, and she's like, "I'm not mad. I just gotta like get over it." Um, she's being a real, you know, captain of sports here. Um, you know, you gotta just keep go on and keep the game playing the game. Uh, but she's not happy, which is which is fair. I mean, she yeah. Yeah, she she blindsided Terry, but it still sucks. <laughs> I feel like the producers here were like, um, you know, like instructing her to like kind of like talk through to get some good exile content. And it's like she's talking to a bird at some point. She's like, 
<laughs> it's like very like Snow White, like she's <laughs> talking to a bird. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, like Danielle's tough. She's been through worse on Exile. This is a piece of cake for her. Yeah, Sharon Austin famously almost died. <laughs> did we did we ever get a deep dive onto like, you know, they make it they really do make it sound like that, that her and Austin's time on exile was the worst experience anyone in the history of Survivor mm-hmm. has ever had. Like, do we know is was it worse than like what they actually showed on on the show? Like, do we know? I don't think we know. I mean, I would love I would I would love Jeff to definitively weigh in on um, mm-hmm. do they deserve to com- complain that much? To bring it back cuz to bring it back to uh <clears throat> to Omar, my mind was blown when he mentioned the the infamous Danielle versus Amanda fight in Heroes versus oh. Villains was a reenactment. So Excuse now me, I mentioned that Omar didn't wow. know that. Wow. <laughs> I was I'm very sorry. Misattributing. So Cite your sources, Bill. Because <laughs> I was very excited Omar didn't know that. <laughs> well, but after I heard that, I was like, now I'm watching all these old seasons and I'm like, what's what's a reenactment? And I'm like, <laughs> is the Danielle and Austin, maybe they did almost die. Oh. And then they filmed some B-roll of them just kind of <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> they reenact her talking to the bird. Um, no, this would be a great, it would be a great uh, outlist podcast for your friend, for your other guest, Mike Bloom, to do kind of fill in like what are like the almost the near death experiences or the worst <laughs> the worst survivor experiences um yeah it's like was that night on exile worse than you know bruce's extended constipation i don't know oh like, my gosh I'm- amanda i yeah. thought you were gonna say that bruce's uh tv oh. It's like uh, I don't think. Oh, that's no, 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 no! <laughs> Sorry, I have Survivor Forty Five on guy, the mind. Not a guy. <laughs> no, Bruce, I couldn't poop. Bruce, I couldn't, Bruce right? I couldn't okay. Poop, yes. Wow, if you're named Bruce, like, be careful on Survivor. Truly. Yeah, it's rough out there. Don't eat uh, meat at the Pan- Panamanian yeah. Village Reward, and don't do not dive. filter water through your shirt. Your shirt. Yeah. We don't know what was the culprit, but and don't dive headfirst into obstacles in a challenge. You know, if your name is Bruce, if, if only if your name is Bruce, do what you want. Perhaps survivors should reevaluate some of the design of their challenges. But if your name is Bruce, yeah, just play feel, it safe. Right? Just feel extra careful. <laughs> so uh, we go from Danielle's monologue to uh, the Serene HB show. They are just oh so delightful. God. He, she tells, she's the first thing. Like, the first thing she said is like, "I ate snails." <laughs> like she's so like, she's just like ready. Like it's so cute. Like, I, like it's so special. They got to share this, and she's clearly so excited to be like, "Look what I can do!" And he's so excited about it. And like, there's he's kind of shocked by it and laughing about it. But like, it comes down to him just being like in awe of like what she's done it's just so cute excellent choice terry deeds amazing yeah she's so proud and he's like so excited for her and they're so adorable about it um and um there's like this really funny aris moment in here where it's like he starts like like kind of like like 
like, I don't know, like lecturing HP. He's like, this is our reality. And I'm like, okay, like here we have the, the white UC Irving MBA student, like telling this black man about like, this is what it's really like out here on Survivor. Like open your eyes and you'll see, like I lose it. I love Aris, he's so ridiculous. He's so intense. Like he just like I think something that struck me on this rewatch is how quickly he gets it for like really intense. Like this mm-hmm. will come up with the Terry conversation later. Like they're having a pretty level conversation. He's like, "Oh, so you hate mothers, don't you?" Like <laughs> this will happen in a big way next week. Um, the biggest way possible. He's just like so quick to get so intense. It's so funny. We have to get to it. We have to talk about. Well, first we we'll talk about Boston and Shane on the mm-hmm. reward, but then we have to talk about Terry and Trish. Um, so uh, Terry, Shane, Trish, and Boston, you get to the villa. It's like fully stocked. This is a great reward because it's mm-hmm. like, it's just a kitchen. You just get to make what you want. Like they, get, they also get to sleep in a bed. I feel like yeah. any reward where you get to fully just like basically go to like a Ponderosa, like that has to be the most like desirable reward. Like yeah. In a bed, like this isn't crazy. like the cots at the survivor spa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, just like in another location on the island. It's like a real four walls with a roof and a bed. I think that this house in Panama is where the Survivor All Stars stayed in the preseason, where mm. like Amber and Boston Rob's uh their romance bloomed. Uh, I think I've heard Rob Nino talk about how this is like somebody's house that Jeff Probst knows, <laughs> like some rich person's <laughs> house. So and many things have happened in there. I know. Oh my goodness. How many survivors have had sex in that house? Make Survivor hot again. Let's, <laughs> how many have done? When's the last time anybody in Fiji in the modern era? Probably none. Not hot enough. Not as far hot as we enough. know. If anyone wants to leak that information, no, please don't. Please respect the rules. <laughs> no. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> it's just, uh, <laughs> please, to be clear, we're very much joking. Um, but yes, certainly there is some fucking happening in this episode. So again, Shane and Boston, it's really sweet how Shane is like telling the story of the season and also being like really honest about it. Like he's not sugarcoating it. He's like, yeah, I was a mess. I wanted to quit. Like Shane for all his faults, like seems like like a very loving dad. Um, I was thinking I need a Gilmore Girls spinoff, but like called Powers Pals. Oh my um, goodness! It's, wow. it's giving like Laura. He's giving like Laura like Gilmore when he's like she, he's like my best friend. Like I grew up with him. Like they probably that's probably a very intense relationship. Uh, let's not. I mean, you know, I have a lot of Gilmore girls' opinions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How much time do you have tonight? Yeah, I don't think we have enough time really to un- unpack Shane uh, Powers as Lorelai Gilmore. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it like it is like very sweet how much like Shane loves Boston and like how close they are. Um, there was like something to me that's a little bit like, you know, I don't know, like, yeah, he's sh- like, it's nice that you're like 
he's like a kid and he's like a brother to you. But I bet it would also be nice to have somebody who acted like a dad sometimes. Um, there's well, that's like the a- Lorelai Gilmore of it all. Exactly. She's very emotionally immature and – and and it's also being because I thought the same thing, but it's also being said by Boston. And I'm sure if you asked Shane, he wouldn't be like, "Oh yeah, he's like a little brother." Mm-hmm. Whereas Lorelai Gilmore would probably be like, "Oh yeah, Rory's like a younger sister." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm trying to find a w- way to work Paris Geller into this, and I can't. But um, that's oh, why I really want to talk about. Um, Survivor Survivor Panama as Gilmore Girls characters. Paris Geller. Who would be the Paris Geller? I don't I don't know. She's just one of a kind. Yeah, truly. There well, there's like no nerds. Well, I guess Dan Barry is the Paris Geller. Geller. Uh, We can move on, but Courtney is Kirk. Um, 100%. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Moving on to Trish. Trish. Okay, they should. There should be a twist where you can like vote to break, swap out a player for a loved oh, one. I, wow! Yeah, I season. Like, this is like crazy. I forgot how she's like literally. Terry's just sitting there doing nothing, and she's like, "Oh, but you're aligned with Sri and Aris, <laughs> and you guys just did, and Court and Danielle, and Danielle's going out next, right?" <laughs> like crazy to yeah. Terry's just like sitting there like saying absolutely nothing and she's yeah. like completely like backseat survivor playing it fucking rocks so yeah. good why yeah. was she not on blood versus water they had I'm to have been surprised. In the- yeah I'm surprised I would be really surprised if they've never been in the mix because I know that like survivor would have loved to bring Terry I mean they finally did for second chances but I would be shocked if they didn't have her in the mix for blood versus water I mean this is why Trish is the one that runs the Facebook you know it's like she's the one with the ideas she's got the plan um yeah and I love like Terry's like my wife is such a perceptive person and great at strategizing and she dedicated her whole mind to the game and um Terry I think has other things on his mind here um, to, as a note, Terry and his daughter actually were in the running for Blood Wears Water, but was cut, I believe, because his daughter was too young. She was still under the age of 18 at the time. I think that was it. Um, so yet, Terry was wasn't the big Blood Wears Water, um, but uh, not his not his wife, no. Mm. Wow. Sad. She has kind of a uh, a 1-900 uh, voice. Um <laughs> Is that is that too much to say? <laughs> Cause she talks like Jill from Dance Moms. And on Dance Moms, they always they always referred to Jill as having like a one nine hundred voice. The listeners who know know. I am I do not watch Dance Moms, uh, but I I believe it. Um, yeah, even like Shane picks up on this, like, you know, yeah. how how much how much Trish is getting into this and like, good for him, though. Like, I, I kind of like, I mean, one of the things that I like about this season is that like, okay, Sari is really, really good at Survivor, obviously. She's the best, one of the best players to ever play, probably the best player to ever play. And nobody else on the season is close to as good as Sari is, but like, everybody's like kind of got a little something going on. They like know a little bit and like Shane knows that he shouldn't like spill everything to Trish. Like Trish is like, Oh, like, you know, 
like you know she's like well, what's gonna happen and she's like well you know like what if what if danielle gets the idol and she's like well terry he's like terry has the idol and she's like, <laughs> trish lies trish trish it's in terms of strategic chops trish is probably in the top three or top five of the season oh yeah no i would definitely put trish as like number two after that's yeah. <laughs> player of the season Sari, then uh-huh. trish yes. <laughs> exactly and yet Shane just like she's more competitive than Terry like like it's like where has this been um but uh unfortunately we don't get a woman uh apparently we don't get sadly we don't get to take uh Trish back to camp with us but Mm -hmm. uh Terry does get to spend the night Mm. with his beloved wife he says be gentle with me. And she says, I'll be good to you. And they it's turn a, the lights off. It's a bit much. It's a bit much. When we, like, so when, when Bill and I were picking an episode for, like, when, when you asked us which one we wanted to do, I was like, well, the three, two, one is, like, the most iconic episode. We should try to get that. But I knew that somebody was going to snatch it away from us. And I was like, well, if we can't get that one, do you want the one where Terry has sex with his wife? And Bill was like, what happened? <laughs> I didn't remember it happened because I'd only seen the season maybe once before this. And I was like, oh, it's just kind of like, it's implied, like, right? Like, it's just kind of like, they allude to it. No, no, no. He gets back to camp the next day and he's like, there wasn't much sleeping going on. What a freaking child. Like, (laughs) got laid. Like, Like, are you really a grown man, sir? Like... Come on. Um, also, like, I, I didn't appreciate Trish here body shaming Terry for his survivor weight loss. We've already decided Trish is a survivor goddess and we're already canceling her. I love well, it. Oh, yeah, we're doing great. Well, last Trish. <laughs> she tells him that, like, she, that he's so emaciated. She can't wait to, like, get that beard off of him and get him back to his studly self. What an icon. She said, what an icon. That's all I have to say. I like the woman after my own heart. Like, <laughs> I like this double on Terry. Some can someone please make a Trish fan cam? <laughs> Trish fan cam. Oh my goodness. If they really? had 90 minute episodes back then, there there would probably be enough Trish content yeah. for a fantastic fan cam. <laughs> Oh, but yes, we must say goodbye to her. Um, she, I don't know what else she's up to. We know she's on Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, but yes, so, <laughs> I don't. Uh, but I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Trish Deez is not on Cameo. <laughs> so uh, is I would I not be above sending a Cameo request and being like, "Hey, can you have Trish make this?" <laughs> yeah, actually, can Trish do it? <laughs> Yeah. yeah i don't think terry has ever posted anything on this joint facebook page right here i'm scrolling this is major ma- major trish vibes all over it um their daughter is married to a woman oh, is she i think so so terry Dietz is the uh the proto mike Wow. (laughs) Gaze for Terry, rise up. Gaze for Terry. (laughs) We're not starting that. (laughs) 
Oh God, yes. So Terry and and his wife uh, say goodbye, and Boston and Shane say goodbye, and back at camp uh, before um, HB has to leave. He has a very moving confessional where he's like moved to tears it's by so sacrifice, putting herself into such a challenging situation to provide for their family. It's just so sweet. He they just love each other so much and have so much respect for each other. It's really, really beautiful. Yeah, the tears are like so genuine. And then like, I got choked up when Cerise says, I'm doing this for my family. I want HB to have a better life. I want us to have a wonderful life. And I was like, and then she like goes and continues to play all of these seasons of reality TV and becomes one of the biggest stars ever of reality TV. And like, I know that she's like, had this amazing career and has like moved up and like, you know, it's just like, what it's like, like a professional career, right? Yeah. She's done it all. Like she's done it all. And it's like, and it's amazing that she, you know, it just, it's such a touching story to see this at the beginning of all of it. Um, yeah, and now she's on Big Brother Bill, which is like, as we all know, like the final pinnacle of all achievement. Yeah. She's made it. After Big Brother, where do you go from there but <laughs> into hiding, you know? <laughs> um, oh, God. But for real, like, this episode in a vacuum, it's, like, Suri is, like, what Survivor is about. And, like, in this episode, you see it. Like, she, at the beginning of the season, was afraid of leaves. And it's, like now it's like she's showing hb like this is what i do out here and it's just like that is the show and it's awesome and it's like why like this show is so good and why suri is still on tv almost 20 years later and like still a fan favorite oh my computer's just like making really loud noise fan noises so i'm closing out some uh, programs I'm a fan of Suri too. We all are. <laughs> it's making fan noises. It's like I stand. <laughs> I'm leaving that. I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving that in. Uh, <laughs> so then Terry gets back. Yeah, he does his like not much sleeping on my part. Gross. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, it's funny. I have to laugh. Mainly, I'm just leaning into the make Survivor hot again. Like, <laughs> oh, Terry, like King. New survivor could never. <laughs> but yes, Terry comes back and he's like, all right, sits down, Aris and Suri. And it's like, so that's why I picked who I picked. He's like, I picked, you know, Yo Shayna's son. It's really important. And basically, it comes down to like, mom's, it's like, it's important for him to be with his wife. Like, so that's Suri's husband, that's Shane's kid. But like, I don't remember exactly what he what he yeah. says but he it, he ends up saying danielle's 24 years old and it was only her mom <laughs> uh, so good. it's so like he's so the second she's separated from trish like he's like you know yeah. like it's she's the brains of the operation clearly um that's why the man could not be trusted to post on facebook because he'll say something like that <laughs> and aris is like Aris, like, I, did Aris do debate? I would love to know if Aris oh, did debate my gosh. in high school. Let me pull up my my oh, my biography of Aris here. Um, yeah, it's this is yeah no no he it's I love this argument because they're both so wrong. It's like they're just both digging in and like having a fight about something that they should just 
shut their mouths. It's like Perry does not need to come back and brag to everybody that like I just effed my wife. And by the way, if you didn't get to see your loved one, it's because you obviously didn't deserve it. And who cares about moms anyway? And I love where he says, like, when you're married, you'll know. Because if I got to choose whether I could see my wife or see my mom, like, ugh. Like, I'm seeing my wife. It's like, like this is the I only- tell you, I just effed. Like, it's so funny. And then, like. Aris, like, I get, like, I totally get it. Like, I totally get what he's saying and that it's like, we're all out here, like, a, around freaking psychopaths. Like, he's been, like, Aris has been living on Kasaya and is like, and he would love to see somebody who's not an insane person who actually cares about him. It's like everybody has that need for human connection. So it's like not up to Terry to diminish what that would mean to somebody else. But, like, it's also just not worth having a debate about it and then, like, getting into this, like, ranking of the relationships. It's, like, it doesn't it doesn't matter. And, like, Terry made his choice because he wanted to see his loved one and it was really important for Shane to see Boston. And, like, everybody gets that. So just, like, leave it and don't engage. But, like, they're both such like versions of and this is like this is one of the reasons i'm so obsessed with this season like who saw the white lotus season two here not me I think, you know i like basically i know <laughs> yeah no, you you saw you you, you read my tweets and talked about <laughs> it and you listen to the podcast but this is like giving like the degrasso like three generations of toxic masculinity yes, like that. reflecting your cultural times and we have like terry as like fighter pilot boomer toxic masculinity and Aris is like old millennial new age hippie toxic masculinity and they're both <laughs> like I have a point to make and you're not respecting my perspective and they're just like two battering rams like going after it and it's just like I love this argument and I love this debate and I feel like you can go back to it every season with the loved ones visit. Like, and I also like love the symmetry of like, it's important for Shane to see his child, but it's not important for children to see their, like, it's yeah. like, I don't know. Yes. Like there's only one way, like you're allowed <laughs> to care about kids, but it's like gay to like your mom or something. It's like, it's just like some <laughs> thing about the relationship that it's just like I, I like everything about this is so it's, silly it's so bizarre that, that he had this like this bizarre dumb arbitrary non-existent like ranking of like wife versus mother but then he also ranked child above husband right because it's <laughs> it's so he's it, where was Trish <laughs> they really should have just tagged Trish and that would have never happened I should have let Terry phone a friend. <laughs> just like called Christian, like and back on that beach, leveraging the hidden immunity idol, like figuring it out. Mm -hmm. like... <laughs> so, Trish does not have time with this nonsense. Like she would be actually She's making an alliance instead of like you know arguing about like and and I love like that Terry is just like actively rolling his eyes like you know like screw all these people and it's like dude you still need to get to the end of the game you need to have allies and it's it's so funny that the like net result is both Aris and Terry in confessional being like well I told him he got wild up 
up and like they're both like no self-reflection but they're both like yeah i handled that pretty well like i i got under his skin all right like they both <laughs> essentially say the same thing like it's so they're so ridiculous and I'm sure they're both going to behave very normally next week. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to tune in and see how how, how they just completely, um, in a very mature way, work through this and smooth <laughs> it over. So we get to the immunity challenge, which is the one where you sit on a perch on top of a pole and you just pour water into it, into like a... Uh, you get water from a bucket and then try to pour it into like a narrow bamboo chute and it raises a flag. I feel like this is usually like a two part challenge. It's usually you have to get this and then do like mm. a puzzle. Uh, but this one was just like the- pour water. It's a lot like less of an exciting challenge when it's just pour water. Is this the first time they did it? Um, I can check. Yeah, I don't know for sure. Because this is definitely an iconic Kagayan challenge. Well, with yeah. the puzzle at the end. That one is a is a good one. But I like this one too. This iteration of it too. It has some fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like Shane really delivers here by like not doing the challenge correctly and pouring the water, pouring the water to the wrong hole. And yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure there was only one. I don't know what he was doing, but I love like, you know, Jeff is like, Shane, just figuring out the challenge. And Shane's like, that's never good, Jeff. <laughs> Is it so good? The 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 back talk and the sass to Jeff. So oh. good. yeah, very few people like pull this off, especially in like the old school Survivor. And it's really like Shane and Penner oh, yeah. who are like yeah. the icons of giving it back to Jeff and like delivering it in that like very kind of boisterous way. I love it. Since Jeff became a producer. Has anybody ever? made the mm. edit of back talking because now he's a producer he's probably like don't put that on the show <laughs> well queen queen carolyn last yeah. season she was the one where like jeff was like are you mad at me and oh right like, oh my god i i love her i was at a bar with a poster of pixel jamie screaming my lungs out just Yes. Pixel Jamie in the air. Every- like, oh my God, that was such Everybody a Everybody remembers where they were when Carolyn <laughs> sassed Jeff in season 44. Oh my God. I forgot about that. That was so good. Um, but Bill, I was going to tell you, you were correct. This is the first time this challenge mm-hmm. happened. And it happened again in Micronesia and then Kagayan, Game Changers, and David vs. Goliath. So Sari competed in it three times and lost wow. every single time. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. And I, it's, it's also like wild to me that even in challenges like this, like Terry is just beats other people. You're like, what is the like insane athleticism involved in like pulling a bucket of water and pouring it through a hole and like again like Shane is like so bad at all of these challenges like Sari is clearly better than Shane at like multiple of these (laughs) challenges um but what is the major athletic advantage that like immunity beast Harry Deeds has here I wonder if being taller, because Aris is like famous. Aris is much taller. Yeah, being tall for this is probably not a a good thing. And so Terry being a bit on the the short king side, Mm -hmm. probably. Yeah, I don't know what Daniel's excuse is. She's a captain of sports, Mm -hmm. but I guess I don't know if there's a sport that uh, requires this particular setup. Yeah, Danielle was a soccer player, right? 
She was a soccer player. So you don't do a lot of like, but I mean, maybe this is maybe like the Air Force just like prepares you for all of these different things. Like you never know, like when you have to, I don't know, there's probably like some precision in like a line. I I have no idea. I'm just randomly guessing. But for whatever reason, Terry wins. Um, mm-hmm. And we get a fun moment, which is where we get like some like a new era survivor editing where Shane does a Jeff impression and goes dun dun dun. And they edit the music to like be perfectly on his dun dun duns. Like that's a, like, wow, I, this just not something you saw. That's something you see a lot now. Uh, right. He was definitely doing that and unintentional too. You know, he was probably just saying that just like goofing around. Whereas, We're going to cut this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I love like I love that like again like one of the things that makes like Shane such a great character like when you see one of these players actually like through their performance change the way that the show is edited again Queen Carolyn did it in last season but it's like they bring something that actually influences the whole approach to the show it's like that is that's next level stuff. Yep, Shane Powers, Carolyn Exactly. Well, <laughs> and, uh, end of list. Sham. <laughs> um, the Shantham. That was Sham wrote her own theme music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but t- but uh, Shane did it first. I almost said Terry did it first. Terry certainly didn't do it first. He's not no. interesting enough. Um, but effectively, they get back to camp, and effectively, this challenge was a big deal because Terry is now guaranteed final three unless he does something crazy at final four because he has an idol. That's good until final four because this idol is insane. Um, And he's won immunity. So everyone's in a really, this was really, really, really bad. This was the last chance they had to get him out before final three by like having flushing idol here, trying to get him out of four. Um, But it's kind of like Shane's not worried because, well, Danielle's going and Terry is like, cool, let's go to final two together, bestie. Because uh, my plan with Courtney is down the drain and I fucked Danielle now. So now Terry's plan is to go to final two with Shane. Hope that hope that works out for him. Yeah, I mean, like, does he like have a pl- I guess I mean th- this is, you know, this is this is this is fine. Like, this is a good thing for Terry to do. I guess like in lieu of like there's nothing else for him to do. It's like making any alliances. He has no idea what's going on, who's in power, who's actually gonna go now. But like it's it's his really like his path at this point, and I guess like it has been for a few votes now, has just been to win out to the end. Like he doesn't have like, you know, he's and he's even, you know, he's being dumb in do in his approach to people. He's like, my case speaks for itself. I'll beat you. Like it's like, well then, well then why would we go to the end together? I'd rather go to the end with somebody that I will win against um but yeah terry's like really just got he's got like nothing going on but i like he's kind of like knows that you have to talk to people on survivor so he's like saying things but this is not (laughs) you know he's not he's not getting any closer to getting anyone on his side i wonder if he watched survivor vanuatu and Mm. like ever thought oh i'm in the chris d position i just i'm the underdog i need to make it to the end but then didn't really think about well, why did Chris get it to the end in the underdog position? Like you just thought about it way more. Way than more than you. <laughs> oh, I want to tell you. So, in the episode that's coming out next week that we already recorded, 
um, we found out that, uh, and it's confirmed that it po- from a Facebook post um, <gasps> on the, um, so Terry did once use the Facebook oh, account my uh, because he posted on there that the reason he, okay, on a video Terry posted on Facebook congratulating Survivor on reaching 500 episodes, he revealed that his favorite Survivor moment was when Tom Westman killed a shark in Palau, and that was the reason why he applied. So ah, that gives you an idea. Uh-huh. He applied for Survivor because he saw Tom Westman kill a shark. He's not thinking about strategy. <laughs> mm-hmm. That story very much checks out. Yeah. So for our listeners who are going to hear that story again, this has happened twice now where we've recorded out of order and it's so, an anecdote has come up. Uh, but yeah, that is, I think that explains a lot about Terry's strategy, <laughs> that, that that was his reason for applying, not to play a social strategic game. No, like he he's like, I want to catch a shark. <laughs> where, where are the people, where are the people on Modern Survivor giving us reasons? Wow. Like, Today on this reveal day, modern survivor could never. It's all nerds, and they're all nice. All nerds. They all want to play strategic. None of them. They want none of them want to catch a shark. What? What, what happened to the good old days? None of them went like- to the naval academy where no one lies, cheats, and steals. Was uh, another another key aspect of diversity, according to the the barstool trolls, is like you need the the old guy. The old guy representation is important. <laughs> old guy who just wants to catch a shark, I think, is like the demographic that's underrepresented in Modern Survivor. Yeah. So then Danielle is has comes up with two great quotes, like pretty much back to back about Shane. She says, "It's so funny how he thinks he knows what's going on," um, which is a very a very good thing to say about someone who's is, not blindsided. <laughs> it is very funny. funny. <laughs> it is funny, Danielle. You're right about that. <laughs> And then the second one is I trust Sari with my life, uh, which is I. Foreshadowing I get it. Twenty-five. Yes, yeah. yes. we're still saying this to this day. I saw that and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> things don't change." This is where it began. I mean, I mean, it yeah. came up in the the touchy subjects. That she was the Sari was the answer to. The, I believe she was the answer to who you would, you would trust with your life. I love it. Um, and Both figuratively and literally, quite she honestly. Is a, she is a medical professional. Yeah. That is the logical choice among them. Mm-hmm. Shane does something crazy to me here. It's just he walks up to Sari and says, Danielle is going. Like, he's just like, it's not crazy because he thinks he's in charge. Like, mm-hmm. But it's, it is crazy that he thinks he's in charge because this is now like, all right, you've just been blindsided. He wasn't blindsided. He, he, he was just up, up in the thing. thing. He was up in the thing. He's like, I gotta get this in because before I, I go up in the thing and they yeah, forget that's about what me. He says he's like, he's, he's like, you're not. He's like, you know, you're not gonna change the whole plan when I'm up in the thing again. So here's the thing about uh, as someone who's watching BB25 live feeds. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this whole you were up in the thing. <laughs> to Shane now watching BB25. I get it. I get how Sari is able to make this work from a mm. from a game perspective. I I see it. And you know what? Good for her. <laughs> so is there is there a modern day BB version of Up in the Thing? Uh from the current season, oh my, so much happens on a daily basis on the live right. feeds. Sorry to anybody with me who is on this journey. Uh, but she'll just, she basically says like, well, you were downstairs and now 
the thing uh-huh. has changed. And so this is like a Sari. This is a Sari tactic to it's say she, like, her, yeah. her. She has this like god tier social game where mm-hmm. everyone in the house wants to be aligned with her. They want to be part of. You know, Shane in the episode says that Sari has three kids. You know, like four of them are on Big Brother right now. She keeps telling half the house, you're a Fields now. And her uh-huh. son is on the show. So I love that. When he said three kids, I was like, of course, Jared, Izzy, and Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Viewers of BB25 will know what I mean. But It's really important to me that uh, Suri has adopted the like chaotic butch lesbian of the season. So like... The, the chaotic butch lesbian is everything that we is everything that I've ever wanted in terms of like queer representation on reality TV. Like I not to make this an Izzy Fields podcast, but (laughs) (laughs) everything I've seen, I would love. I like to think that if I got to go on like Big Brother, I would not like to be a Big Brother, but I got to go on like Big Brother or Survivor that I would be like cool, calm strategist. I would be Izzy. Like I know like that was really humbling to see. I was like, oh, That'd be me. She's um, also an incredibly talented musician. Which yeah, is also a classical musician. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Classically tr- uh, 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 trained flautist. Um, anyway, this conclu- thus concludes the Izzy Field segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sari is weighing her options because she's like, oh, maybe Danielle could beat me in final two. And she says, I don't know if her and Austin bonded on exile when they almost died. <laughs> when they almost died. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, also, like, this is just, again, like, the one, th- like, when I rewatched this about a year or two ago, um, I was just, like, rewatching the season for funsies, and I was so struck by how, like, fully formed Sari is in her very first season playing Survivor. Like, you remember that she's afraid of leaves and all of that, and that she has this journey where she sort of overcomes this and discovers that she has this ability that she didn't know she has. But like from the three, two, one vote to just like in every decision that she makes, like how intelligently and rationally she's thinking through all of the implications and thinking multiple moves ahead for her to be aware that Danielle might be a threat because of certain relationships that she has on the jury. Like, even though there's like a lot, like it just, now that we take that for granted, but we take it for granted because of Sari, like because Sari like laid this blueprint for how you need to think about all of these decisions. Um, and like other people on this season, like, you know, and I don't want to get too far ahead, like aren't thinking like this, like other people that Sari has played with are not thinking like, maybe they're thinking like, oh, you know, I like, like, like Shane is thinking about like, but like, they're not like this level of self-awareness of recognizing the different ways that somebody could be a threat instead of just saying, well, Terry's a threat because he wins the challenge is like, she's so aware of her position and other people's position. Um, And you just see that thinking in all of her decisions. And that's amazing to me because it really is a new thing, I think, in, um, in Survivor at this Days, like not entirely new, but the way that she does it is just so consistent and so rational, and she's like so unflappable in it. And she vocalizes it too. Mm-hmm. Like Richard, like Richard Hatch was thinking about those things, absolutely. Um, but like Sari is like she walks through it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, it's very much like the blueprint and evolution of strategy. And it's why people on Modern Survivor are saying that they want to play like Sari because it's like she has it so like a fantastic blueprint of how to play the game as well as like thinking about the game. Also, before we move on, she said Danielle and Bruce had a little love affair. They d- yeah, <laughs> Bruce loved Danielle. I mean, yeah, and they they got, we did not get to see it much. Apparently, they were incredibly close enough for Danielle to to say on Heroes versus Villains in her preseason questionnaire that that was the survivor player she respected the most. So interesting! What it's an so icon. <laughs> Because I remember in his his medical evacuation, she's like very affected by it. like him being like you know having the the gastrointestinal distress and all that. And I was like, where did this come from? I just remember him as like fighting with Courtney about like the rock garden. Yeah. She could sense he wasn't in the shelter. Yeah, and so we had the whole bit about her being in the, the Boston media. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's there's a whole there's a whole relationship cut out there. Um, they yeah. just need to make more room for Bruce to do silent uh, karate on the beach every time they needed B-roll footage. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, we get to tribal. And... I always just want to point out oh, a yeah. study in contrast, though. Sari thinking about how Danielle might be a threat. <laughs> Shane, on the other hand, thinks he can beat anyone in final two. <laughs> He's nothing if not humble. <laughs> I wish I had that confidence in myself, to be quite honest. You know what? And we'll never know. It's like, like you know, for it, it might have been true. Like, we yeah. will never know. Who are we to judge? Yeah. We don't get to see that play out. Yeah, sadly. Um, Shane at Final Tribal Council in the finalist seat certainly would have been a sight to see. Oh, I would have loved it. Shane versus Terry, final two. That is an interesting timeline. I'm glad we didn't get that. Um, At Tribal, Terry's like defending the choices for I don't remember exactly, but he kind of relitigates the why he chose. Yeah, let's talk about that again, Terry. That's a real winner. (laughs) And then Jeff, it's basically like Aris, like Terry's like gagging you guys right now. Like you, you guys can talk about you to get rid of Terry, but he's like gagging you guys. Like you guys like are not being able to do anything. But Aris, like I think, like has a really good comeback to that. He's like, it doesn't matter if Terry wins challenges. Like if you don't win people you don't win the game. And so, because that's the whole, that's the whole issue with Terry's game. It's like, he can talk about how well he, good he was at helping out around camp, even though Sari famously caught a fish and he didn't. Um, how he can make a big you know, deal about the challenges he's won. But like, he, he ne- the game is to like win people over and he never did that. <laughs> Like even these past two votes here and last week, he thinks I don't, they, they, so we'll talk about the vote, but like they only, they don't show Terry's vote. Terry voted Aris. He has um, no idea. Yeah. Like yeah. he's like, Terry did not vote in the majority. He gets kind of his ass saved because it but looks Tom like he voted Westman in the majority. Tom won Survivor because he caught a shark. I guess that's what it is. Like Terry had to yeah. catch a shark. That's how you win. Yeah, that's and that's why he never caught a fish because he was always trying to catch a shark. He's like, oh, I don't know. He's like, oh, it's got to be bigger than that. <laughs> that's a, that's a good like um, you know parable. The man who tried to catch a shark. Oh, and so he never caught a fish. fish. And then Sari is the woman who caught a fish. I love that. Yeah, 
Oh, I'm a genius. Um, <laughs> we knew. We knew. So the vote comes down to Shane's absolute shock and Terry's, <laughs> yeah, and Terry's shock. 3-1-1. We, again, they do not show Terry's RS vote, um, which is rare. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, Shane, Danielle, Aris. Um, do you know... Oh, I'm just gonna say it. This was the first time that two people re- re- that more than two people received votes at a final five tribal council. Wow. Do you know when the next time this happened was? Wait, 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 wait. And it's the only time. It's only happened twice. This is one, wow. and there's a second oh. time at a final five. I wanted more to than say two. it was Marianne, or like the, but that's not. I'm thinking of the final six mm-hmm. for some reason. Um, is it a recent season? Yes, it's very, it's quite recent. It, it took a long time for it to happen again. Was it season 44? Yes, it was season 44. Really? The final five. Yep. So who was, who were the final five. I'm double checking who it was. Um, well, was that, can we can we say, like, spoilers? Yeah, yeah, you, we, yeah, right. that's season's, yeah, that's for <laughs> That was the, Lauren got voted out, right? Yeah. Yeah, let me get it. Um, the breakdown of so the final five was was Lauren, Heidi, uh, Jam Jam. Lauren voted Jam Jam, and Jam Jam voted Heidi. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I have to tell you, like, this is how much my brain is mush lately. Um, Like, about a week ago, I was thinking about, I like, who, like, I was thinking about the Survivor 45 cast, how it was dropping. And I was like, what? Who was even on Survivor 44? And it took me, like, 20 minutes. My mother thinking. and my father, Carolyn <laughs> and Jam Jam. And, and my, my son. <laughs> it was just totally out of my head i couldn't like remember a single thing about it and then it all came flooding back um that's amazing though so this is three people getting and they don't show that terry votes for aris are they like protecting they do that a lot lot in the early seasons in the early seasons yeah they'll just like omit votes it's very they don't do that at all anymore i wonder i wonder when it's red I wonder when the last time they did that was because it's this. It, this was yeah, like like you said, Bill, super common in the past, yeah. but they, they do not do it anymore. Yeah, um, I wonder if it was like, like before they realized that like nerds were paying attention to all of this. And well, they it also just... has like it also has like game implications. Like imagine if it's a, a five person tribe, yeah, in yeah, and it's a three one one, and you don't see that someone voted for you. Like that's like that affects how you think about things. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. Terry gets his ass covered. Yeah, exactly. he could pretend that he like voted correctly it could just be like yeah, i had a good in- instinct and he could lie at final travel council and be like i was part of i i voted correctly and yeah. When he, like, it's yeah That's it's so it's, wild it's such an assist from production for certain yeah. players interference they were trying to mm-hmm. ring it for terry you mm-hmm. heard it here first jeff, love, jeff loves a captain america yeah if no I believe oh, yeah. American man jeff will be a fan. No, Jeff just like lost that vote on his way back from the urn. <laughs> He's like gonna hide this one. Uh, um, but I have other- two, two notes of like visual gags at. Uh, oh, yes, the, please. You you brought you probably noticed them as well. When Courtney walks in, she does like a little peace sign and blows kind of like kind of like a kisses her fingers and then blows a peace sign. Sari makes a face like she is terrified it's like a very blink and you miss it 
it's so random. And then when Jeff asks, Danielle, can you be trusted? It cuts again to Courtney and she like sticks her tongue out and like blows a raspberry. It's so funny. And I just don't understand why why they cut to Sari making a terrified face though when Courtney like walks in with a peace sign. It's it, but it cracks me up every time. And like I look for it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I, I mean I, I noticed the the blowing raspberry, but I'll have to go back and find that one because I did not notice the no. Sari reaction. Courtney's jury look is so Courtney. Also, like it's just it's it's so great it's so great um yeah i mean like this is it's just again like so much has already been said and we could say so much more about how much these people truly on such a visceral level hate one another like terry can't help but like roll his eyes when aris is talking like courtney's blowing raspberries from the jury it's just oh my gosh amazing this is survivor (laughs) truly this is survivor villains and hot people villains get it together like they've got it all this season a hot (laughs) final four an old man old man who's there in his 40s (laughs) to be clear he's in his 40s and he was on uh uh they make on the older men's tribe Um, 35 and they're like this old lady (laughs) this old bag uh (laughs) So I'll read, uh, I almost said Terry's final words. No, it's not Terry. He's still still fucking here. Uh, Shane's (laughs) final words. Uh, I got duped. I was blind. Oh, we forgot to mention, uh, sorry, before you had the final words, his like, Shane's thing about, I get to get an ice cream bar and about- In one one minute. I thought it was a cigarette and I wanted it to be a cigarette so bad. But you know what? Maybe he doesn't smoke anymore. Mm -hmm. And then Terry salutes Shane as he walks out. He's, so he's like, not we an astronaut, Dan. Yeah. We rolled men together. We served in battle. He's like, there goes another final two. <laughs> oh, God. So now I'll read Shane's final words. Uh, I got duped. I was blindsided. I really thought that me, Aris, and Sari were locked in. Yeah, you really did. Um, this will be the toughest thing I ever do in the history of my life. I just want to tell you, Bobo, that I love you so much. I'm sorry I didn't win. I tried my hardest. And Daddy is proud of himself, although I'm disappointed. And I love you. So actually, really, uh, you might expect Shane to have... Very different final words from this, but he's not bitter in these final words. At he least. doesn't threaten to kill anybody. Mm-hmm. He says nice things about his son. Like he seems to get it. It's a it's it's very like out of character. Rel- yeah, it's a, rel- <laughs> it's a relatively nice send off for him. Even though, like, I'm going to eat an ice cream bar in one minute, it feels like a little bit like you know, game recognizes game. Even though I don't think Shane had very much game, but it's like he he kind of goes off graciously here um which is a nice ending for shane i think this is a good send-off episode for shane like giving him that moment with his son it's like definitely a good like we've seen some you know really wild shane stuff this season but this was like a relatively kind of human empathic portrayal of of him on his way out and the edit didn't clown on him too hard Mm-hmm. Like part of most of the edit with him, like so, you know, or not most, but like you know, there's some of the edit where he's like making the one of you will be voted out tonight. Like you know, like they're not like clowning on him. They're just kind of like he's very highlighted throughout the episode, and they give him kind of like the full mm-hmm. s- spectrum of human emotion. 
No, it's a, it's a great boot episode for him. Like you said, you really get the full spectrum of of Shane. Of I mean, he doesn't have a big blow up in this episode, but in terms of um, you know, he's you know coming back from this blindside last vote to this like unearned confidence here. It's a great downfall, but mm-hmm. it's not. It's it's with this uh, you know underlying sense of like oh we've kind of seen a different side of Shane and like doesn't excuse anything that he said or done uh but he it it's it's nice that that comes in the boot episode because yeah it, it just adds a little bit more to him as a character it's good writing yeah the writer's room is on <laughs> hey, fire yeah yeah support writers pay writers yes. <laughs> I hope the writers are getting residuals from Paramount Plus <laughs> <laughs> let's uh so, let's unionize the reality stars exactly so any final thoughts on this episode before we wrap up let me just double check my notes real quick <laughs> i wrote make survivor hot again like five times in my notes <laughs> <laughs> fiji oh, could God. never no one no one in these fiji seasons are doing oh. it like trish was <laughs> great great notes there um yeah, this is I was this is so like I love that we're still like you know we have like I feel like the quintessential Kasaya is like Courtney, Shane, Danielle, Aris, Sari, right? Like that's like the I like I feel like Bruce and and Bob, like they are important, but like the quintessential Kasaya is like I think going back one episode where you still have Courtney in the mix. Um, I love that we still have Courtney on the jury here. Like once we lose Shane, I do feel like this is a real end of an era. Like, like there's like some essential Kasaya-ness that has been, um, you know, exercised from the tribe with Courtney and Shane going back to back. So um, I'm really happy that we got to come in and talk about, you know, Kasaya such as it was having Courtney on the jury in the aftermath of her boot in the last gasps of Shane um but you know like this is like such a iconic tribe and um such an iconic series of boots here um so this was like so much fun to talk about it and you know give some um you know just give some um highlighting to some of these great characters and like a really really great Sari episode has anybody come on here yet christine and stan Sari, or are we the first ones yeah you guys are the first wow. no one has had a single nice thing to say about Sari thank goodness season. we showed up <laughs> yeah it really does go to show like you know this it's it's 2023 and most like survivor like super fans broadly defined could probably tell you like what what season is Kasaya, you know, and they'll know, oh, that's Ceri's tribe from Panama. But like now in like modern Survivor, I'm like, who was on the green tribe this season? Like, what was their name? Like, <laughs> it's just, like it's such an iconic tribe. The best to ever do it, I would argue. Or certainly one of the best. I mean, they're up there. Yeah. Yeah. They're up there. I would say probably the best. Um, so before we wrap up and do plugs, it's time for episode titles where we take the episode title, which is bamboozled, and we say we can do it better. Uh, so you can be, it can be a quote. It could be, uh, you know, the example I give, if you don't want to do a quote, you know, Chappelle, actually, the poll just ended for last episode, did three, just three, two, one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Caroline 
for Power of the Idol did Terry's Tumble. Doesn't have to be an episode, a quote, um, but uh, whatever you want. So whichever one of you wants to go first, go for it and I will go last. Um, well, I feel like to me, there's like just like a couple of like really obvious ones. So I wonder if we all gravitated towards the obvious ones. I'll say like Survivor loves the word bamboozled. And like, I feel like this is not a very good title for this episode. No. Who said it? Did anybody even so they say? Don't, no, this is in the era where they don't do really do um, right. quotes. Okay. I mean, the next one is a quote. The next episode, Call the Wambulance, is. Yes, yeah. obviously. It's, obviously. The only, it's the only one. The rest um, are all yeah. just random words. Oh, when I think when I think bamboozled, I think of Richard Hatch's exit from All Stars. I've been right. bamboozled, so, so and so what, like I I hate that this tight this episode is titled bamboozled because like that's the survivor bamboozled for me because mm-hmm. that's what was like confusing me in my head because I was like I thought Shane stands up and it's like I've been bamboozled and now mm-hmm. I'm like oh no that was Richard Hatch like mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So the super obvious one, I'm just going to say it, I'm going to steal it, is like, be gentle with me. Yeah, that was one of mine. <laughs> that I was that, I, two, mine. I had two contenders and be gentle with me. Like was and This was like one, even before we watched this episode, Christine, this is how much of a stanima stan I am. I knew that that was going to be my episode title. I was like, <laughs> oh, I hope that's not the real episode title, but it's bamboozled for no good reason. So be gentle with me would be my pick. But if like, I could be like really gracious and go with my number two, but I just started talking first. So I'm going to take it. Yeah, it's yours. Uh, So my number one following up from Amanda is after Terry said, uh, be gentle with me as a huge Trish stan. I think she should get the episode title because she says, I'll be good to you. Mm -hmm. So I think (laughs) I'll be good to you. That was also one of mine. I had both of those highlighted. Yeah. I was like, if one gets taken, I'll do the other. Flowers. Um, so let me, now that two, two of mine were taken, oh, I had a no. couple other highlighted. I have a couple. Okay, so then I think I'll go with... Um, I'm going to go with Sari. She, right before Tribal, says there's going to be huge fireworks bigger than the 4th of July. And so... Oh, um, I have that one as well. That's a good one. Yeah. Go My other one... one- my other one that I had flagged was Boston or Bust. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I had um. I also and had he chocolate. Did both. He did chocolate both. ice cream bar in one minute. That's. Mm-hmm. I also had um. My other contender was it's so funny how he thinks he knows what's going on. That's another one I could see being like an actual episode title. Oh um. Uh, at the end of the immunity challenge, no diving for me, thank you. I thought that was so funny that you see them all doing flips off the thing, cut to screen. No diving for me, thank you. Adorable, she's so cute. Okay, it's a lot. Once I dug into it, so our episode titles replacing bamboozled our. Amanda with Be Gentle With Me, Bill with I'll Be Good To You, and me with There's Gonna Be Huge Fireworks Bigger Than the Fourth of July. I would say Terry and, and Trish probably created some fireworks bigger yes, than the Fourth of July yes. in that villa. Um, Wasn't so much all, sleeping going on. on. Oh, man. Thank you so much to you both for coming back for another fantastic episode. We will not break Mike Bloom's record. That's okay because I'm real. It's it's sleepy time soon, um, <laughs> but we had a great time. Everyone's internet held up. What Yay. a concept! I was a little worried about mine. Mine's pretty pretty dicey too. So it all worked out. So where can the people find you both? Things you would like to plug? Causes you would like people to support? The the floor is yours. 
Ooh, um, well, you can follow me on social media website um, at Dr. Amanda R. That's D-R, Amanda R. Um, and I am currently on Post Show Recaps uh, covering the uh, entertainment strikes. So the WGA, the Writers Guild of America and SAG-AFTRA have been on strike now um, with the Writers Guild going on um about 120 some days at this point with um, SAG-AFTRA having joined them in July. Um, and I've been bringing weekly coverage to the Post Show Recaps Network on um, the podcast, Strike Up the Conversation. So you can um, follow me on social media to see those episodes or just um, search for Post Show Recaps in your podcatcher of choice and find Strike Up the Conversation there. And that's been really, really great to get to talk to a lot of people organizing um, for the guilds who have been involved um, and hearing them speak to some of the issues that are threatening the, um, you know, the very viability of the careers that they love and the things that produce so much content and joy for so many of us. And in keeping with that for causes, if you want to help support the writers and the actors um, and performers while they are on strike, uh, go to Entertainment Community Fund and um, search for that. And you can donate to help people um, continue to buy groceries, pay bills, and sustain themselves while they're in the midst of this fight. And um, a record number of people in Los Angeles are facing evictions because they can't pay rent right now as a result of this. So, um, being supporting the the guilds while they go through this important fight um, can definitely help offset some of that hardship. I don't have much to plug. I'm like about 12 followers away from 2000. So if any of y'all want to follow me at Bill the Chemist, all one word on the, the former bird app, go for it. Uh, I'll probably be tweeting about Survivor 45. Uh, other than that, I'm just finishing up grad school. Give so. Bill a job. Give Bill a yeah, job. Hire, hire me. Hire Bill. Hire Bill. Oh, yeah. No, finishing up grad school. So writing my thesis. I feel like I've been in school for like 15 years at this point because I quite literally have been. So it's like a really weird uh, feeling being at the end. And uh, I talk to my mom every day and we both hope that I don't self-sabotage. <laughs> so... <laughs> She's your Behind rock. Me. Is your is she your rock, Bill? Either my mother or my wife. I will never know. <laughs> uh, but my mom is definitely up there as my rock. And then after that, it's probably someone who voted me out in an LRG, Doctor Amanda. Mm-hmm. There yes. we go. <laughs> yeah. You, you can follow me on Twitter at. The X-Teen Files on Instagram at The X-Teen Files. I've been writing on Inside Survivor. That will be happening again soon because Survivor's coming back. Um, but if you listen to The Bitter Jurors, we'll have our um, 45 cast assessment out pretty soon. Um, if you are into Revolutionary Girl Utena, me and Derek's podcast, which I play gays, just came back. We just came back with a bonus episode talking about um, some Sailor Uranus and Sailor Neptune episodes from uh, Sailor Moon, uh, which was, uh, there's a lot of connections between that and uh, Revolutionary Girl Utena. So if you like Sailor Moon or Revolutionary Girl Utena, listen to the Shadow Play Gaze. And I think that's everything for me. 
So Amanda and Bill, thank you so much. I need the people to know right, right after I said no one had internet problems. I had internet problems and we had to get that sorted out, but we, we still made it really far and I'm really proud of us. It's nothing compared to last time. So <laughs> How many people were scared? I was, we were all scared. Like Amanda, Amanda like logged off that night and Bill and I still hadn't like recovered the audio and I just imagine she went to bed like not knowing if there was going to be oh a podcast God. in the morning. I, I woke up, so I barely slept that night. I think like I literally woke up at five and like drove straight to like school campus work to like make sure I had an internet and like did not have my computer yeah. closed. Poor I was like, this Christine needs to be open. With COVID staying up all night to like make sure that the file downloaded. But we did it and we did we it did again. It. Yay. So yay. So next week, um as I mentioned, I've already recorded it. It's a really fun episode. Call the Wambulance. We're not gonna be able to top that episode title, but we will try. So we're, we're getting close to wrapping up Santa Mon. It's been so fun. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you again, Bill and Amanda. And um, I will see everyone next time. I will not see them. I will, you will, he I will hear, you will hear me. I, no one will be seen. All right. Goodbye. <laughs>